been talking about like manifestation and things like that. But if everything comes down to, you know, the vibration of your atom rate and your frequencies that you're vibrating at, then you can change those frequencies. And then you can also change the state that you're in, right? So I think our emotions definitely relate to the frequencies that we're at and how we feel. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lianne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. I'm Lianne, I am your host, and I am really excited to share this week's conversation with you. My conversation is with my friend Dana Rabara, who is a transformational life coach. Dana and I met a few years ago. We are in the same mastermind uh, this year. And this conversation, we really cover a lot. We cover how, you know, still striving towards your goals and dreams while still working your nine to five and how we do it because both Dana and I are still doing that. Dana is in cancer research and her job is so, so important. And how we talk about how her job and her career has led her into moving forward with her coaching business and how when we look back at so much of the unfulfillment and disease in the world, not all of it, but we really look at how we don't get to the root. We don't get to the root of the problem and how we can really focus on internal matters and where we can fix the external circumstances We talk about how spending time with yourself and going inward is so, so important. As well, talking about owning your power and how not just women, but we talk about women in particular, how all the programming, the limiting beliefs, the people pleasing has led a lot of women to shrink their light and dim their light and how it's time to own our power and stand up for what we desire in the world. And it's just really an amazing conversation about how transformation, it's uncomfortable. And yet that's why we're here. So let's grab that Java and let's get started. Hey, Dana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for being on the Spiritual Shipworker podcast today. I'm really excited to chat because we have had some great conversations offline, off this recording um, aspect of things. So I would really love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners, tell us where you are in the world. And as the 2023 version, this iteration of you, what are you most excited about right now? Okay, so for all of you who don't know me, and my name is uh, Dana Rivara, and I am a transformational life coach. I also, my desire is to also help women in business as well, but overall, all the work that I do can be, 
you know, apply to your entire life. So not just one particular area, but all the tools, you know, you can use in all different areas of your life. And the major thing I'm excited about is basically empowering and activating women to live to their full potential and live the life that they want. Because I think a lot of us, you know, are just staying stuck or we're settling for where we are in life. And if you desire it, then there's a reason you desired it, right? You were meant for it. So go out and get it. And recently, since we spoke, I actually saw Mrs. Maisel, the finale. So spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen it, but there's this one line where she kind of says that, you know, what's really not attractive is, and this is just paraphrasing, which is like, is just waiting around for something to, you know, come in front of you where you could actually just go out and go get it. So like, it's basically like, take the action, do the thing. If you want to do it, go get it. And that's what I'm all about. Like empowering women to go get it. Like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go and get it. Yeah. So good. Um, Yes. I think, I think you and I are definitely on the same page with that. (laughs) For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, what, what is it that you do right now? What is your, other than being a transformational life coach, I know that you have, like I do, another life. Right. So um, I'm all about helping people. And so I went into cancer research. And so we focus on um, the initiative that I'm a part of is the RAS initiative. And so it's a protein that's found in about I don't know what the percentage was exactly, but I think 30% of cancers, which is pretty high rate, and it was thought to be undruggable. But where I work, we focus on um, basically making it druggable. Okay. So we focus. <laughs> we focus that on all so the funny. different pathways. Yeah, but we focus on all the different pathways um, that we could target, and we're discovering more and more ways that we can actually target the specific protein and the different variations of this protein. Um, because, you know, cancer is, no one wants to hear that diagnosis, you know, and it's kind of comforting. I think nowadays compared to where we were to be able to actually know that if you do get a cancer diagnosis, not all the time, but I mean, most of the time you at least have a chance, you have a fighting chance or, you know, a chance to recover. And I mean, I'll never be able to know what my research impacted and, would affect it at the end of the day because I'm just one small really tiny piece of that that puzzle but um I have to know that like at some point it's changing the life of someone else and I don't know when or how and I just have faith in in that but um yeah I want people to have better lives and whether that means you know they're you know recovering from their cancer or being able to live with it or they're transforming their lives into something amazing um I think that's that's the goal. But it's interesting because as a scientist and learning all of the coaching aspect of things, I would say like it's it's so weird. Like some of it lines up, but then some of it I would say is like after going through my coaching program, I was like, you know what? A lot of the things that we have internally going on, you might not be have like you might not need to cure it with medicine. You can. But that's just really treating the symptom. We're not getting down to the root cause of exactly what caused it. And I mean, it's really not fair. Like, um, yeah, the people that I know that had cancer or passed away from cancer, like, and I I don't want to be like, oh, well, they had something in their life that like, 
gave them, you know, but I feel like there's a lot of little things, even just like gut issues or, you know, nerves that show up, you know, and hives on your body or things like that, or even little ticks that you have. Like, I feel like a lot of that can come back to your, your mind and embodiment work. And I think that's, I know what in, in one coaching session, I had a headache and just by like experiencing the headache and like loving and being part, like just accepting and, and welcoming of like, okay, this is here. By the end of the session, I felt so much better. Yeah. Like it wasn't completely gone, but it was like definitely not as bad as it was when I started that coaching session when I was being coached. And it's surprising like how this work can kind of shift your emotions and I feel like I've been talking about like manifestation and things like that but if everything comes down to you know the vibration of your atom rate and your frequencies that you're vibrating at then you can change those frequencies and then you can also change the state that you're in right so I think our emotions definitely relate to the frequencies that we're at and how we feel and I can attest to that because I've totally felt high vibrations low vibrations and you know, just experimenting with that stuff right now. Yeah, so much there that I want to touch on because I think the scientific world and I am not anywhere in that, but I, you know, I listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza and, you know, there's, there's been a lot of science that has come out of the benefits of meditation and how you can change your neural pathways and how you touched on it where there, there is evidence that a lot of disease, dis-ease right is comes back to traumas or thought processes and how when we don't pay attention to what our body is telling us that it will show up in some way shape or form and unfortunately for some people and you don't want to like you said say that people did it to themselves like created it but there are times when that has been shown so uh, you know I love that you've touched on that on how powerful our mind can be so was there was has there was there something in your life or has this always been sort of growing up and and becoming who you are has this always been in the back of your mind like for me uh spirituality meditation astrology that was passion for me when i was younger like when i was you know 12 13 years old has that always been a part of your life or is this something that's just come about recently I would say, I think I was always curious, like I had that astrology book as a kid, you know, like the one where like it told you like the type of um, your match for like falling in love, right? Like and the type of person, like, which, yeah. Um, But I never probably like fully bought into it. And I think like, I was very, I would say realistic. And my mom always says I'm so like serious sometimes, like growing up, she'd be like, Dana, like, don't be so serious, like take a joke. But like, I think, yeah, growing up, I mean, I just very like in reality, like, this is what is and like, even with the science, like, okay, this is that and these are the results. And I would say it wasn't until my discovery, like, of coaching and getting into the coaching world and starting to read books like Joe Dispenza's book, um, and a variety of other books on, you know, changing your life and manifestation and and things like that that I'm like interesting and then it's kind of like 
if anything, I would say like it brought me back into like more faith where like growing up, I was like, okay, these are the stories you're told, especially in religion. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but like, did that really happen? Or is this just this, like some, you know, myth that people made up and it's gone on for, you know, a period of time. And so, but I think the more I go into this, I'm like, no, it's definitely related to like source universe God and like my relationships and faith with God, I think is building more than it was than when I was a child, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah, I think uh, it's, there's definitely um, a shift going on. And I think, of course, when you put yourself in specific rooms with people that are thinking and going through the same thing, you see it. But I definitely see it on a level, especially since COVID, where so many more people are coming back to, like you just said, this faith in something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it needs to be defined by a specific religion, whatever you believe in. I I don't personally care, but just believing in something that there's something bigger than us and there's this bigger force that's out there than, than us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not, there, there has to be. And I, I believe that there's a reason like we're spinning around on this planet that, or we're on this planet that's spinning around and we're being able to be, you know, but it all has to do with vibration. So I really like that you brought that up. And so how, how are you incorporating this new version of, you know, having this faith-based outlook in such a um, serious 3d world, you know, career that you have, because you know, scientific based sort of thing where you have to be serious. And how do you, how do you getting like, it's like you're on the verge of two worlds. Right. So I would say I keep my mind for like the research, like, I don't know, like that's that, like that is the research and I'm not like, like I know what I'm doing makes sense at work and things like that. So like that part, but I mean, if you look up certain things, you've taken any manifestation courses or anything like that, where there is like, a certain level of like scientific evidence that you can't really deny have I tried to replicate these experiments they're a little challenging to probably do I would wouldn't have the resources to pull that off um but but I mean there's there's a lot to be said for you know the re- I mean there's so many unexplained things that you kind of have to buy into <clears throat> the miracle and I would say the miracle definitely has to do with the vibration the energies the manifestation that why some people just live and other people die from the same thing and it's unexplainable I mean there's so many things that happen in the medical world that isn't explained and this kind of I would say does explain why you know that could happen why some people just you know completely feel from whatever internal disease or or trauma that caused the disease so I would say like I think it's definitely I believe in like there's definitely medicine and and medicine is good and and all of that but I also think then there's a balance of like having belief in something you know and and bettering yourself and and having holding the faith and staying in that positivity is helpful yeah, I think you're right. There's a time and a place for, again, the the 
as we call the Western medicine. (laughs) Obviously, if I get injured at work, I'm definitely going to want to be going to an ER where there's someone who knows how to fix me. Um, And yet the other part of it where as these beings that we are, there's so much that our bodies can tell us what's going on. Um, And so when you're, when you working with clients and women that are really wanting to, that are, they know, right. They know that there's something more. And what is the first thing? What's the first thing that you look at and you dig into to sort of get them to, I guess, be clear on what it is or what, or what is it that their biggest overcome limiting belief? I think a lot of, I think one of the biggest one is like, I'm not enough or I'm not worthy, right? Like is one of the big ones. And I would say like, we start with a lot of mindset because when you're starting out with a client, you really want to build trust with them, right? So ways that you can give them quick wins and things that they can quickly try um, shifting in their life. So I would start with mindset first, because when you start doing embodiment, that's, you need to have a certain level of trust. But I would say probably the biggest thing is, I mean, not enough, not worthy of, of, of this especially in relationships or at work or like in their own business that that's like probably one of the biggest things like I'm not enough you know for for that person or I'm not enough to be this person or you know am I worth it you know yeah and where do you that's, think, that's where the do you biggest think that challenge comes a lot from? of people face yeah where do you think that comes from do you think that's um experience I mean obviously personal experiences but is that just from how we're raised? I mean, I think it's probably both, right? I think it's like, you know, I would even say you could probably even have like the most supportive parents, right? But still think, oh, well, they're my parents, so they're biased, right, at the end of the day. But I think it's the way, you know, you're raised in society, at least here, you know, in the Western culture, I mean, think about a lot of like early Disney movies, like damsel in distress, like someone should mm-hmm. save me. Right. So you have Prince Charming is going to come along and my life will be better because of Prince Charming, not because of myself or who I'm being. Right. It's because of someone else is going to change my life. Oh, yeah. I love right. that. I love <laughs> that. I've, it's funny. I don't think I've ever had someone really look at like that kind of perspective on that so much of what we're feeding our children. I mean, I'm pretty strict on what my boys watch and play and um, because I know, right. But forgetting that there's, it's simplest things that you wouldn't think would be, can be so ingrained where, especially for women, I love that you explained that like that because it's so easy and I think over the last couple of years, we can see how easy it is for people to believe in something outside of themselves. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, and I love Mrs. Maislin because I just binge watched it. But even if you go back to like her becoming who she became, it was basically like she had to realize that she was more than enough without the husband, with, you know, without fitting into society's roles, right? And leaning on her husband to take care of the kids so she could go pursue the thing and leaning on her family and not fitting in and being okay with being different, being divorced, right? So I think even today, I feel like that's still like a negative. People are like, oh, you got divorced. Like, even though like it's more common, 
and and probably be me my generation considers like oh it's just another breakup like I don't see it as because it's, it's a piece of paper at the end of the day that you could okay you know it's just it's a little bit more complicated to get out of than a the regular relationship <laughs> yeah but I, I still think there's like negativity to, to to that outlook and being different and going a different path because I think if I were to explain this to most people at work like that this is what you know I want to go do they feel like you're probably crazy yes <laughs> and and that's probably their science brain, mine, like very reality, like this is what it is, you know. And they would say, why, why would you, you know, that, that's not a real job. I mean, and I think that's what um, a lot of people don't understand. Like, I think taking the leap for doing something like affiliate marketing or like coaching or going after your passion of like, say you wanted to make jewelry, like there's a person where I live, she makes beautiful jewelry. And what if someone told her like, hey, I think that's a really shitty idea. Don't do it. Like, the stuff she makes is incredible like I love it yeah but I mean think about like everyone sticks like for life they're like well this beats they box themselves kind of and they're like well this is what you have to do right like these are the rules by society so if you want to be an entrepreneur like they I think everyone most of the time thinks like well that's for someone else that's not for me right like that's the first thought like everyone else could that not me and I think even if you wanted to become an actress right they're like oh well that's for other people who who make it they got lucky but I think the one thing I would have to say is no one got lucky in any of their success I mean I think luck is like right time right place and you've been working really hard Mm. towards your goal and luck is kind of where things line up and you're like oh it took off yeah but it only took off because they put in all the years of work ahead of time it wasn't it wasn't you know, I think there's so many people that think, oh, overnight success, but yeah. it, it's really taking the time and, and, and doing at least what I think is like daily work, which is like a lot of the coaching, like doing meditations, talking to yourself, being with your inner child, right? Like okay. doing those things and spending the time journaling your thoughts, because we don't spend a lot of time looking at our thoughts during the day. We just have the thoughts. Mm-hmm. So whether those be good thoughts or bad thoughts, I mean, we don't really take a look and analyze those thoughts and see what those thoughts are. If you actually start to look at like the thoughts you have before you take an action, you're like, well, that's interesting. And those are like, that's bringing yourself into awareness. So like that's the first step of anything, right? If you don't know you have a problem, you can't (laughs) fix the problem. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness, as I've always say, is the first step because Otherwise, you're just literally living on autopilot, for sure. Um, I really liked what you said there about, you know, people that, you know, people that maybe you work with, um, they just don't understand. And then they start to think, well, you know, you find that it's like when you share or have you shared what you're doing outside of your, you know, your career where people are like, why would you do that? Like, you have a good job. And I know that for me, that's thing. It's like, yeah. Why would you want to leave this job? You've got a full pension. You've got da 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 benefits, and it's like, yeah, but, but it's not fulfilling anymore. Or I've now awakened to know that I'm meant for something different. And so, do you have you had to deal with that where you are? Um. So my friends who were working with me like knew that, but I would say like it's not like I've totally expressed it. And I mean, I don't know what they know because you could easily search me online and obviously, you know, if 
find um, all the information about me, but I've just been like, you know what, even if someone at work were to approach me, I would be like, yeah, it's actually the benefit of me doing this is benefiting everyone else around me. So by me wanting to help others and improve upon myself, I would think that self-development is a good thing. In fact, you guys offer on Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> I guess special, I forgot what, what they have, but it's like a, I don't know if it's like a meditation or something, but it was like a personal or self-development or, you know, things were to improve upon yourself. So, I mean, I think every business wants that, you know, people improving. And I know some businesses, you know, actually will hire coaches um, mm-hmm. to bring in and, and help their employees and, and coach them, you know, up. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I don't think there's, you know, anything wrong with wanting to better yourself and better the lives of others. So I think if anyone has a problem, <laughs> and that's, in that. yeah, I mean, really that, that is why we're here. Like, yeah, we're here. I mean, our, our, our lives are not here on this earth to simply go to work, you know, for 10 to 14 hours a day and come home and eat and go back and do it all over again. That is not the point. And I mean, for a long time until I started to really, and I, I say wake up, but literally have the veil lifted off. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Things aren't working. Like this isn't, this isn't fulfilling me. And it's like, it's time to go and serve in a different way because serving and and giving and receiving, it's all, like you said, it's all vibration about and how you raise the consciousness of, of everyone. So I know that you recently did a, a talk. Um, and maybe you can share a little bit about what it was about because I know you were super excited it went really well and I think people need to hear so if you can give a little tidbit on what your talk was about and just sort of where someone could start when it comes to that so my talk was about basically owning your power like because I feel as women like we don't really own who we are as much as we could and what we want from life and things like that. And I think it comes down to things like, who are you, your identity rate comes down to how much you value yourself, so your self-worth, how much you can trust yourself, you know, and then how much self-love you have for yourself. Because I really think like, those are like kind of definitely the foundation of um, where you can own your power. Because I think without those things, it's very hard to live in your power and be in your power. And so... I shared some personal stories um, in that talk about like where I was and, you know, what got me to like different moments of my life. But like one um, was I actually looked into medical school and it was just um, an idea that, you know, like someone was like, oh, you'd be good at this. And so I kind of went down the rabbit hole and I thought like, that's why they wanted me, you know, to be basically a, a, you know, go to med school, become a doctor, because then they would like me more, you know, or love me more. And having that realization, hey, that's not true. I am still lovable just because, you know, I'm me at the end of the day, that I don't have to prove anything to anyone and to be loved. And also that I love myself. So no matter what anyone else does, like, I love myself first. So then everything else is just coming from, from overflow, but it's, you know, 
saying what you want like what do you want you know like for yourself instead of being bombarded with like ideas from other people mm-hmm. but like it comes back to knowing yourself and trusting yourself right so like that was really important part of that so I think it's you gotta know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and I you really gotta know you have to know who you are and because if you don't and again I just did uh, a podcast episode on this is because again yeah. you don't know who you are everyone around you in the world will tell you who you are and that's where um you know people become unhappy and depressed and unfulfilled because again they're listening to all the chaos outside of themselves rather than getting all the answers and and it's cliche but the answers are always inside of you <laughs> right? yeah I mean I think even for me like before even um I knew how much I loved coaching after this one um, coaching experience, but it took me until the pandemic to be like, I'm going to, I want to do this. I want to become certified and I want to learn how to be a really good coach. And um, that was three years of my life. I spent a whole year of my life looking into med school, knowing that I really didn't want it, but was too afraid to say that I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like those are years of my life that, I mean, they were great years like fun years, like I would say like that, you know, I had a great time, but like they were years kind of lost on my purpose or even like what people would say Dharma. Right. So like, if you know, you're, you know, you love it so much that you want to go do it, you should go do it. Um, No matter. Cause I think, and I would say that I, I, I would use this a lot, but like no one wants to ruffle feathers. Right. So that's often the reason that we sit and stay where we are Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we don't we don't want to upset the people that we love and care about because it's usually the people that we love and care about who's going to be impacted the most by us changing and becoming who we want to be and that is that's a hard one I would say I think that I think that's another big thing that I would say people struggle with as well right yeah because I would say people are like I want to be this and it seems so great to be this but no one ever talks about going through the transformation from where you are now to being that person Mm -hmm. and oftentimes transformation is uncomfortable (laughs) and there's some moments more uncomfortable than others and I would say like even I've experienced that myself and the other thing that you know I love to teach my clients is like how can you be okay in those moments when it seems like it's all falling apart yeah right how can you mother yourself nurture yourself and be okay with yourself even though you know everything seems in the moment that it's just a mess and it's all wrong right yeah Yeah, I think that is a really really great advice and, and where people need to look at is where where will you knowing that you will be okay and there's the thing is knowing that you will be okay no matter what happens right when you can sit with that then it's even the uncomfortable parts are going to be shitty but if you look at the sort of like the light at the end of the tunnel you say the light's there and it's like you'll be fine you're going to be okay um it's just like you said wanting to ruffle those feathers because again people pleasing, you know, don't want to upset the apple cart, all those things where it's like, you have the perfect life. Why would you want to give it all up? Yeah. But 
people don't realize that it's not, you're not giving anything up. You're actually gaining everything. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is like, you have to see that where you are now has got to be so uncomfortable than it is like, that has to be more uncomfortable than going through like the actual transformation for you to push through. Because as painful as sometimes where people are, they're more than happy to stay there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right. That's it's sometimes that is comfortable and it's easier than actually going through and dealing with what you're actually feeling. The frustration, the depression, the anger, all of those are huge signs and symptoms of something deeper. And yet people, people, I know people would rather sit in that. Um, yeah. Then, but I think at the end, yeah, but I think at the end of the life, do you really want to wish that you pleased more people <laughs> or made more people happy? It's just the same as, uh, I think, you know, on, on my tombstone, you know, I wish I had worked more. Nobody ever wants that on there. Right. Like not at all, not at all. Oh, I know it's, uh, it's very interesting. And I know that what you're doing is really getting, you know, women that already have that feeling, right. They know that they're meant for something more, not, I don't even want to use that because I know that some people are like, well, I'm happy with my life. Okay. That's, that's great. If you have a great life, you are good, good for you. Then maybe switch it into something, even just finding something to do for yourself, right. It's not about making necessarily that big, big shift but maybe it's smaller. Yeah. It could be even something small that you would, you know, be worried about what would my friends think? What would my family think? But I really want to, I don't know, maybe it's something you want to pursue art, you know, or something on the Hmm. side, or, you know, you want to do that. And people will be like, well, why would you waste your time doing that? Or, you know, you have a passion for, you know, doing, building a nonprofit or something that, you know, you really are passionate about. You want to do it. And people will be like, you don't want to waste your time with that. Like someone else can do it. And the problem is, is like, if that's your purpose and you should be doing it by you not doing it, so many people are missing out on getting to experience your gift. Yeah. Yeah. I also believe that, you know, when you're given the idea um, that if you don't take action, the universe will give it to somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's very fascinating to me that, you know, we, we, like you said before, there was something you mentioned about when people look at other people and they're like, oh, but that's, that's for them. It's not for me. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but, but maybe they believed that at one time too. And they decided to disregard what everybody else was thinking and decide it is for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I also think, you know, I think there's also in this world of social media, there's a lot of, you see what you see. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that also makes us as a human being way more like skeptical of exactly what's possible. Right. Because like, you're like, is that true though? Or is that Mm. just their best version? So I think that's also kind of where it's hard to trust, you know, like, is is that something that's possible or they're just making this up? Because I think on social media, you can make up beautiful stories, (laughs) really beautiful stories. And with the AI, you know, coming about, you can, you can manipulate things so much that, you know, what's really real that what you're, you know, actually looking at, you know, and I think that's why some people are like, oh, maybe that's for them, or they're just making it up, you know, like, it's, I think it's also like a a fine line there too. But I think the one thing that people should know is that 
if you see it in someone else, then you have it in you already. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, the the projection work. Because everything that I see in the women that I admire and follow, I know I have it in me. I just have to release it. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm going to say, right? Because if she can, I can. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what, and actually I forgot at the beginning, I usually explain to the listeners how I know my guests. And so (laughs) Dana and I are in a mastermind together and our mentor always says this. And I swear, I swear, Dana, I'm getting it tattooed on my arm. I swear. Um, (laughs) Tell me what, through this process of becoming the real version of you, what is the most shocking thing that you've learned about yourself on this journey? I think how resourceful and how persistent I guess I've been because I mean, this has taken time and and energy and at any point I could have just curled up in a ball and been like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> yep. I've been there. <laughs> um, I think being resilient, like just, consistently believing and holding the faith and just keep going and it's really hard and for all of you who still have your nine to five and are trying to pursue your dream on the side I commend all of you for sticking it out because it is not easy and I am very blessed and thankful for the job that I have with the flexibility that it that it comes with because I've been in a job where you have to be a certain place from a certain time to a certain time and that makes things difficult to accomplish other things because let's face it, most people are doing their things between Monday and Friday. Saturday and Sunday is people want to spend with their, you know, family. But if you're building your business, sometimes it is the weekend that you want to be working on your business or you wish you could take a call then or things like that. But you know, you just you don't have the time during the week always, you know, to make it happen. And I think it's figuring out right? Like, how do I make this happen? How do I create the time that I need? Right? How are you getting creative to to make it happen? And sometimes it's sacrificing vacation time and things like that. Um, and seeing the bigger picture of what you're, what you're going for at the end of the day. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's really tough because in this world on social media, a lot of people like they talk about overnight like they're like oh this happened for me in no time or I did this in four weeks or I did it in seven days and it's just like no you the the action you took that part maybe only took but the whole setup of to be where you were in that place for that to happen that took way more time yeah yeah I think that's great that you point that out it's never an overnight success right It, it just no matter, it just doesn't exist. I mean, we've seen the evolution of our mentor and it's been, you know, two years is, is fast, but it's still two years, you know, two, three years. So, um, yeah, I think being resilient is huge. And that's where I think when you're able to see the vision, like you said, you see the bigger picture of what you're meant here to do your purpose. It really is easier and I'm saying that in quotes easier to keep going it's not easy but it's easier knowing and that's same thing for me I totally totally feel you on that because it feels like I've been on this journey for a long time and yet I'm still on the journey and that's okay right that's that is okay because it's never 
at, at any point, no matter when you reach your goals, there's going to be another one. As long as you're fulfilling yourself on the way to the goal, that's the whole freaking point. Yeah. And I think that's also probably one thing that people forget to do is to enjoy the ride, mm-hmm. the journey. Um, we're so focused on the destination. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even if it took you 50 years, you know, you still probably want to do it. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think also seeing that you can have success at any point in your life, just because it's not at this very moment, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And again, I think it all comes back to like believing in yourself, knowing who you are, the self-love, self-trust, like that's definitely the foundation of like beginning to like create the thing that you want to create for yourself. Yeah. So it all it does it has to start with you right and being able to see like you said the bigger the bigger picture or the bigger vision so what do you do right now between you know you're still working you have this you know the job that you know you're doing such amazing things because um, I appreciate that and then finding sort of the harmony between your coaching business and you know still having a life in between like where do you find the harmony in that and you just talked about it where you're like People don't necessarily, you know, you want to be with family on the weekend. How are you fitting in building your vision? I, you know, it's a good question. I'm not really sure myself. Um, I just day by day, just doing my best and knowing that I'm doing the best to spend time with um, the people that I love and doing my best to like still do the things that are important to me while also still creating the time to build my business and yeah it's just it's a constant juggle of figuring it out it's kind of like figuring out dating for the first time or having a relationship for the first time is kind of how I would describe it because or like if I've never had children but I would imagine it's similar to figuring out how to survive life with a new brand new baby um because you're it's adding one more element into your life or it's like getting a new pet or you know or Mm -hmm. dog or cat or something like that because it's like oh I you know I had this time but now I have to also take care of this this and this so it's just really figuring it out and I think one of the things is if you're keeping things simple I think it's easier so if you can choose like okay I'm gonna post this this and this and set up this then I really and I mean I've seen other women like they can do it in 30 minutes to an hour a day like working on their business besides like when I'm talking about working on I mean like actually putting out the content and setting up their funnels or doing you know the lead generation things like that they can actually do it in maybe an hour maybe two hours most if they need that like per day but like they're they're getting that in there so it doesn't have to take a lot of time and I think that was something I think that's where I'm like coming right now I'm like it doesn't actually have to take a lot of time you can write down your thoughts and inspiration and things that you want when you feel inspired and then you know set it up to post and I think probably the biggest thing in like beginning your business is like setting up templates and things like that so you can make things easier on yourself um at the end of the day so you can post the content that you want to post and things like that but um I think that's what it's it's definitely doable and then fitting in you know client calls and things like that and I think at first you're like how am I going to do this you know and then you eventually you're like oh this this worked out okay yeah I think it's 
you learn to trust yourself a little bit more. But I think the more you do, the better you get, right? The more you keep challenging yourself, then it's kind of a learning curve. Mm -hmm. I don't know that anyone really figures <laughs> this harmony or balance. No, I think, no. I think, they're, I, think, I think they're doing their best. And it's interesting because in the past few months, I've seen um, some coaches actually leave the industry just because they were like, you know what? Like, I just, this isn't making me happy. They didn't end up really building the business that was sustainable for them at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. As much value and as amazing as they were, they kind of wanted to back away and just live life. Yeah. Because I think so much was consumed of, and I think that's, you know, such a great thing when other people are building their business in a sustainable way that they can keep up with it and they're making time for themselves and they're able to have I think the sustainability when you're starting out is not there because you kind of have to yeah. hustle and get stuff together. I think that's sustain like as long as you know like when you're hustling that you're building it up for sustainability. Yeah. So you're setting up all the the moving pieces at the beginning. That's rough. I think that's the toughest part. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail right on the head there about you know so many people in the business have left their nine to fives and that's a huge uh, attraction sort of thing for, for coaches to find people like, Oh, you want to leave your nine to five, do this, this, and this, but it's yeah. like, yeah, but yeah. now you're not, you're just hustling more for yourself. It's like, no, the whole point of leaving the nine to five is to have more freedom, to spend more time with your kids or your family, um, you know, while still serving in a way. And what I think, and what I've realized is that, you know, I need less stuff in my life. I don't need more stuff. I want to simplify, but still be, you know, comfortable. Um, and I think that a lot of the narrative in the coaching industry is definitely changing um, around that whole hustle culture just to make the money. Right. Yeah. So. I think that some people are in it for the right reasons. Other people hmm. are in it for the wrong reasons. And I think yeah. if you're in it to make a positive change and leave people better than they were when they first met you I think that's definitely the right. goal absolutely you know, I think that's what's most important is to transform people's lives leave them better than than they were mm -hmm. amen to that oh I love <laughs> yeah. I love this conversation you're like it's all about that right it's being of service in a way that is filling people up but also filling your own cup up first so to get into that you know overflow of abundance so Thank you so much for being here. And maybe you can just share with the listeners where they can find you, learn all about you, um, where you sure. hang out on socials. Um, so you can either find me on Instagram at I am Dana Rabara, or you can also, I think it's also the same for Facebook as well. Um, I think I set them up as the same. And then if you want to visit my website, it's um, shebelievedcoaching.com is where you can find me. Um, but yeah, if you're knowing that, you know, you want to make a shift in your life in some area and you, you know, want to ruffle some feathers, but you're a little scared to do it. I'm your girl. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. And I'm happy course. to walk, walk beside you. Yeah. 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 You can sit with me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be putting all of those links in the show notes, Dana. And if you have loved this episode as much as I have, make sure that you share and uh, I will see you next week on another episode of the Spiritual Shipper Group Podcast. 
Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.